Welcome to another edition of Around the Table with Powerful Women. This is quarantine edition number two, and we have some returning guests. I'm Wendy Loved. I'm Joy Caffrey. And I'm Christy Daniels, and I'm going to introduce you around the, um, the cubes here to our guests. So um, all of our guests have been in former episodes. So the first person I want to introduce is Tanatra Carr. She was in episode number 15, Choosing Wisely. And Tanatra is a poet and a licensed practical mental health nurse, um, and she vents with her pen. <laughs> uh, I wanna, uh, you want to say hi, Tanatra? Hi. <laughs> awesome. Good and to then, see you again. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jeannie uh, McGee. Um, you want to say hi, Jeannie? Hey, yeah. Hello, hello. Hi. So Jeannie is from Little Rock, and she is a retired mathematics professor from UCA. Um, I've got some notes in here. She's, if you know Jeannie, she is all about movement. She will move you. If you're in a room with her, she will move you. She enjoys uh, Nia, Tantra, yoga, um, nonviolent communication. And she's also um, serving as a part-time ministerial administrator at the Unity of Little Rock. Mm -hmm. So we're glad you're here. And then we've got Maria Chowdhury. Maria, you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me back. It's really good that you're here. Yeah. Um, so Maria um, is an herbalist and a Qigong teacher. Um, she's located in Fayetteville. She was on episode number nine, Apothecary Wisdom and Seasonal Flow, which is probably time for us to go check that episode out again, because Maria gave us some really wise um, uh, things to do to tune into seasonal flow. Um, she also is the host of Apothecary Wisdom. You can catch that on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and then Sunshine Broder. Want to say hi, Sunshine? Hi, everybody. So we're, we're, um, we're happy to have you here, Sunshine. So she was on episode number 12, uh, going uh, deeper than the highlights. Um, Sunshine, if you don't recognize her, her face, you might recognize her voice. She's an on-air personality, um, an MC, a storyteller, and the owner of Shine Salon here in Fayetteville. So we're so thankful that each of you have made time to talk with us and reconnect during this quarantine time. Yeah, it's so great to have all these powerful Thank women you. at one, at one t virtual table. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we have a question for each of you, and we thought what we would do is ask each one of you uh, the question. It's a three-part question, and you'll have about five to seven minutes to give a response. And then uh, if people have anything that they would like to add or a question for the person who just spoke, just give a, give a peace sign. Let us know that uh, that you want to speak, and Joy will will call on you. So, uh, so here's a question, Tanatra, um, and it'll be the same question for everyone. So, it's been sort of a, a challenging time and a time of reflection with this quarantine, and so we wondered um, if you could talk about what you've learned from the situation, um, what has been challenging for you. And then any message that you have for our listeners and viewers uh, from, from your um, standpoint and, and with what you do in life, uh, any message that you might have for people. 
So Tanatra, we'd love for you to go first. Absolutely. Hello. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, what I've learned from this situation right off the bat is that teachers have a very hard job. Um, and uh, with that being said, is I've had to be the teacher of my eight-year-old at home. And um, with going through all of her curriculum and all the different things that I have to do for her um, and with trying to get her to understand the different things that she's supposed to be catching um, within that curriculum, I want to shout out to the teachers that they have a very difficult job and that I have gained a newfound respect for them. I've learned that their job is, is not as easy as we think that it is. And I think sometimes we might take that for granted. Um, what, um, the second question. What's been challenging for you? What has been challenging for me is I'm a very social individual um, and I miss the direct eyeball to eyeball interaction. Um, I miss being a social butterfly. I miss going out and, and socializing with my friends and my family. So that's been the single most challenging um, thing for me during this uh, COVID pandemic. Have there been other challenges where you work, where you're working as a nurse? Have you seen, uh, have, has, have you learned anything I, from that? And have, have there been challenges with that as well? Most definitely. And being frontline staff, you, we never know what we're, you know, what's walking into us. So I have to be very cautious um, and making sure that I'm following the protocols and the policies and the things that are in place to um, keep this pandemic soaring to zero, um, if that makes sense. Um, and with that being said, because I do have an eight-year-old daughter at home, so I don't want to, I just have to be very cautious. Um, I've seen that it has been very, it's the effect that it's had as far as um, the patients mentally. Um, I've seen the effects of COVID. I've seen um, how it. I've just seen different things that it's, it, I've seen patients and how it's affected them uh, mentally, um, especially with that isolation and feeling like they have to be isolated. Um, that uh, in itself has been very difficult. It causes depression, it causes anxiety, it causes a multiple different things. I've seen it in these patients and, you know, and so um, that's been sad for me to have to deal with to see that and just some of the things that they have to say about it. So, um, the message that I'd like to send is please follow the, you know, follow the protocols. Make sure you're washing your hands. Make sure you're wearing your mask. If you're going shopping, wear your mask. If you have gloves, wear gloves. If you don't, then make sure to wash your hands or put sanitize your hands with Purell or any kind of hand sanitizer. Um, and just, and, you know, just be, just be very cautious and understand that this is a very, very serious situation. And although it may have, it may has not hit you personally, um, I think sometimes people 
think that if it's not affecting them personally, then it's not going to happen to them. And unfortunately, that's not the situation. It's not picking and choosing who it's going to affect. It's just happening. And if you're not following the protocols and the policies and the guidelines that the CDC has put in place, then we're not going to beat this or overcome this if we're not standing united. I'll open that up to reflections if anybody wants to reflect on anything that Tanantra has said or add to it. I want to second the hooray for um, teachers. Um, my granddaughter's was in first grade and we finished the, the year out here on Zoom, Zoom school. And um, uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate our teachers now. <laughs> yeah, Maria? I want to say thank you to Natra because I used to volunteer at the VA as a Qigong teacher. And so I know very clearly the PTSD and the struggle that a lot of those people are going through. I primarily work with men and they, um, they suffer so much already. Yeah. And so to have this on them, my heart just goes out to them, to the people you're taking care of. And I'm so I'm grateful to you for taking care of them because I don't get to be there anymore. And I think about them and love them and wrap prayers around them. So thank you for your message of keeping them safe and showing up because thank they need you. you. Thank you. I want to ask you... Um, First, thank you for, oh, Sunshine, oh, Sunshine, let's go to Sunshine. I missed your hand. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I realize I need to, I need to really be authoritative with it. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the front line and also for giving that perspective. I think that you're right that so many people don't, they don't think it's going to happen to them. And this is, this is something that does not discriminate. And if we can all just get on board. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sunshine. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to also thank you for being on the front line. And I also like Sunshine appreciated that comment that the, the virus doesn't discriminate or decide. Yeah. It goes where it goes. Um, and I was wondering if you're bringing in any um, self-care for yourself between the um, being on the front line and then the added um, addition of having to teach now your child and or your own missing of social. Is there any um, self-care that you've done for yourself to aid you during this time? Um, music is always my therapy. Mm -hmm. And singing is my therapy. And I vent with my pen. That's my therapy. Yeah. So being somewhat of what's a great word, introverted mm -hmm. inside and at, at, at home, um, that's kind of my self-care is, is losing myself in the music or writing or, you know, that kind of thing. I stay busy with my promise, doing all of her stuff. So, I mean, I feel like mentally and physically I'm okay. I just miss that socialization and yeah. being able to, you know, with my friends and my family. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank I'm you. gonna turn it back to you, Wendy, and we have a, yeah. All right, so Jeannie, I think you're, you're next. And um, it's the same question, so um, in thinking about the quarantine, what have, what have you learned and what has been a challenge? And then any message that you'd like to give uh, for people 
Hmm. Learned a lot. I've learned that I've been around a lot of resourceful and innovative people, and I'm one of them too. Because you just learn to reclaim, uh, you know, how you see all that's happening and what you can do about it. And I've, um, Christy mentioned that I love the moon, and I have been dancing Mia every day. And I wouldn't have had this opportunity uh, because I usually dance with a moon studio in Dallas, and now they're Zoom, and I can do this really every day. And um, it's so important to really become good friends with our body. And the dance is one of the best ways to cooperate with your body. And I've, I've noticed that because I've been doing it every day, uh, even if there's an emotional disturbance or something like that, I really check in. I, it, it becomes embodied. And I check in and I can find that. And, uh, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm able to process things a lot faster. And then in addition, just to moving and having fun and, um, uh, oh, and you know how we're, we're all hunched over the computers now, you know, quite a bit. And this movement is a lifting in your sternum and, and a range of movement that just makes you feel a lot cleaner. So that's been a really good thing for me. Um, but also I've been, I've been learning how to really put my unity principles to the test because a good old unitic would say, okay, it appears pretty bad, but what's the truth? Each of us, you know, in our hearts, there's love and joy and peace and we can come to a peaceful center. And so I've really been practicing that as well. And I've been putting it to action because I've really kept my unity community together. I was very fortunate to know Zoom before this. And so, wow, we were ready. And I just got all the groups online. I've gotten the service online. Joy did a wonderful job on May 3rd. Everyone loved hearing her. And that has uh, opened up opportunities because we've been bringing in people that normally can't come to our services. And um, and you'd be surprised. Uh, you think Zoom is so fake. But like, like right now, I'm looking at these faces of these powerful women and um, I, and when I do my Zoom service on Sunday morning, those movies are so real. When everyone comes online and the face comes up, you know, everyone's so delighted to see everybody. So those have been really wonderful things that I've learned. The challenge, the challenges. Well, it is sometimes a challenge to use those unity principles. Uh, there's that. And uh, I have told you all that uh, my daughter's mother-in-law, Patty Jacuzzi, uh, did pass away before uh, Easter. And she went to the Bahamas in February, late February. On the return, on the plane, we're certain of it. This is where she uh, contracted the COVID-19. And it was so frustrating in the beginning because hardly anybody knew what to do. So at first, her doctors were saying, let's wait. And then she begged to get a test. And this is at the beginning. And it took her five days to get the result back. But they told her to stay at home. And by the time she got in the hospital, her lungs were really too well gone. And she was on a um, ventilator for two weeks. But if you know the seriousness of how this came up, many people are asymptomatic. And many people have good luck. But 
uh, we lost a really valuable member of our family, such a loved leader in our family, and she died alone. And we were not able to be with her, you know, and we, we weren't able to even get together, uh, you know, but we, we've sort of been working out since then, but it is real. That's the challenge and the message. It is real. And I saw those pictures of like those are yesterday. And, you know, I don't, I, I don't get into the theory, but we can be so smart, just as Lisa said, and um, if we just use our good common sense. But Arkansas has been so lucky up to now that we're starting to see it uptick, and we just have to pay attention to the science and the data. Mm -hmm. So that's what. Yeah. What? Uh, Learn how to dismiss. Sorry, <laughs> that was all five minutes there. So you have another. If you want to add anything else, and I, um, I wanted to ask you too about. I'm so sorry about Patty. I, she's a woman that I also knew because I had married uh, Jeannie's daughter and Patty's son, um, and um, I loved getting to know her before she died. And um, I was wondering how, like, um, if the funeral just isn't the same or the, you know, the, the closure or the grieving process. And so I wanted to see if you could add anything about how that experience was for you or Casey or Jillian and, and how you yeah. had to adapt to that. Yeah. Well, uh, what they did do in Holy Souls, he was cremated. And so they, they buried her ashes, but only about 10 or 12 people could come to that. It was outdoors. Can you imagine we were, we weren't hugging each other. We were texting each other. Mm -hmm. there, it was amazing how we just kept communicating with each other and sharing a memory and sharing a picture. And, um, uh, but it, you know, it just really wasn't the same thing. And um, I, even now we're just beginning to really talk about it a lot. We've had some family gatherings at a distance outside and you know, the, um, that that is that has really been mm -hmm. kind of thing about this. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, I want to open that up to if anybody wants to share um, or offer a reflection to Jeannie on what they heard or. Um. Go ahead, sunshine. Yeah. I just want to say that my heart goes out to you. That is heartbreaking. Uh, I especially to come from the beginning and to be in that place where we're we were all it was all so new, and I cannot, I, I just can't even fathom. And so I just want you to know that I don't know you, but my heart goes out to you. I'm so sorry, Jeannie, for your for your loss and. Um, thank you for coming on and talking about it. I think this is really important. Um, you know, your message saying this is real. I think some people still need to hear that, unfortunately. So um, I'm so sorry. And, and, and the stark reality of what happens if things do go badly, I think it's important for people to understand. Because um, I think when things go on for long periods of time, people will get desensitized to it in a way, you know, 
And then I hope other people feel that way. Panatra, mm -hmm. you have to unmute yourself. There we go. I want to say I'm sorry and about your loss, and but and I also like the fact that you, you know, I liked your perspective. You brought up the fact that you know we're having to actually do um, ceremonies and funerals uh, differently, and and how we're having to do them via text, and we're having to do them at the gravesite. And there's no um, how we're having to mourn due to this pandemic. So. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't even. Imagine. I think that's. I think that's important for people to understand as well. That again, this is something that's very, very serious, and it's not going away unless we are united in following these guidelines. Yeah. Thank you, Maria. Yeah. Well, I want to chime in, put my condolences, and wrap my love around you and um, your community. And also, I want to celebrate you for showing up. You you still have a vibrant smile and you're showing up and you're being a community leader and you're dancing and you're going through all the aspects right mm -hmm. and so yeah and so i'm just reflecting that back to you mm -hmm. yeah yes i think we can hold joy and mourning and, and sadness to play. yeah and that is the beauty of our hearts mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i am um, Having known Patty, I know that um, it's ironic because she is a social gatherer. So for her to not have people gathering in her memory, it, it just it, it makes that cognitive dissonance. That doesn't make sense because Patty was someone who gathered really lovingly and joyfully people together. So I want to just honor that about her. And I, and I also want to reflect that I, I've loved watching Jeannie over the last several weeks just um, take on more and more with the whole Zoom world and that, you know, that she had gotten even better at it over the last several months and better and better and just stepping up in so many ways. And it, it's, I appreciate you talking so much about moving our bodies and how that, um, yeah, um, is such an important part of our health. You know, mm -hmm. and I know, Maria, I hope you add to that too about moving our bodies and the energy in our bodies. Yeah, thank you. Any, any other reflections before we move on? Yeah, I'll give it back to you, Wendy. Sure. So, Maria, I think you're up next. Um, and it's the same question. So, in thinking about this quarantine and this time in our lives, what have you learned? What's been challenging? And what message would you like to give um, to the community from you? Well, seven minutes doesn't accurately cover it. <laughs> I have learned lifetimes of lessons. Um, you know, I'm, I realize I'm in a fairly privileged situation because I have a nice big house with a house and a property and a yard that I get to go to and my business is online. And so I'm still working in the full capacity as I have been at the same time, I don't have to interact with people. And so I've learned just how blessed and fortunate I am. And when they say we're all in this together, we're all doing this together, we are not. There are some people that are really out there on the front lines and really losing their friends. And, and I'm living in my little sequestered world, right? And so I'm, I've learned how valuable that is. 
I've also learned, and some of my challenges are involved with the lessons is that, you know, that we're in one way, we are all in this together. And what I mean by that, by me slowing down and going inward, it's giving me the opportunity to, with this time and space to go to deep, dark places that I haven't gone before. And it's almost like there's this grip on me that's squeezing out this like residue, right? And um, and part of my introduction wasn't that I'm a midwife, but as a midwife, I've been a midwife for 17 years and I'm not seeing the pregnant women anymore. At the same time, one of my challenges and lessons is just how hard it is for pregnant women to give birth anyways. And then all throughout generations of time, how women have gone through the birth process and how it's been really beautiful, but it's also been really dramatic and traumatic for them. And I recently had this experience where I felt like I was holding all these women that have died in birth or that have lost their children or that have been just hurt in birth. And it's been very, um, it's influenced my dreams and influenced how I show up in the world. And so it's kind of, one thing that I've learned is, so I have apothecary wisdom and I have a presence and I have a responsibility as a midwife to carry on a tradition. And what we're going through and all the pains that we're going through if it's birth or not, but we're going through is deep ancestral pain from our mothers and our grandmothers. And, and we are, and it's important that we go to the deep dark place. And it's important that we do not bypass the pain because the pain is part of the process. And then the other side is the transformation. So I've really learned that. And what I'm trying to say also about birth is um, time to go. Um, anyways, I just want to just say that, You've got another two minutes. That was not my beeper. So keep okay. going. Yeah, go ahead. I don't really want to rush, but I, I really just no. want to yeah. say about it's our responsibility to be the medicine of the world in whatever way we're supposed to show up. In my way, I'm supposed to show up, I realize, is that I protect women's wombs. It's either young girls learning about their menstruation or it's birthing women learning how to give birth on their terms or it's menopausal women with fibroids and endometriosis trying to keep their uteruses. Like, I feel like I'm really being called to like show up and educate and inform and inspire and remind women how simple things like what we eat, that actually what we eat is probably the most profound thing we can do, how we think, the herbs we drink, the movements and the breath and the qigong that we do, and um, any those are critical and they seem small, but that one small thing that you do every single day is a ripple out effect and it's healing not only for yourself, but for your generations and for the rest of us. So that's my big lesson, that's my big message, and in a lot of ways that's my big challenge. Um, you know, yeah, so, so how I've been, so, oh, another thing, somebody mentioned perspective. So when we call this quarantine, I immediately think of a hospital, or my son calls it a prison. But now I think of it as a monastery or a temple. I always wanted to be like a Buddhist monk, you know, shave my head and be a martial arts monk. And it was the other day I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm living in a monastery right now. I wake up, I meditate. 
I do qigong all day. I eat su super simple foods. I journal all day, every day. And then I show up and do my work into the world. And then I meditate again and I go to sleep and I go back to sleep and I do it again and again and again. So this has become my quarantine has become my temple. And I'm like in a, um, yeah, not in a quarantine, but I'm in the temple now. And yeah. So I'm appreciating that. You've got another two minutes if you oh, want. Oh, one other thing I do want to say, though, yeah. back to the women and the birth and showing up in your womb space and generational healing and the pain and got to go there. So I've been showing up on Apothecary Wisdom. That's my YouTube channel. And it's so beautiful outside, like the roses and the irises and the honeysuckle, right? It is so beautiful. And we just had Mother's Day and we had International Midwifery Day. So I've been talking about the beauty, but I've also been talking about creating a container of safety for all these women to, um, that have dealt with miscarriages and stillbirths and abortions and fibroids and pain and loss like it's on it's intentional to talk about these things right now because everything is so beautiful and the beauty is a buffer because if we wait on to talk about it in the winter or in the fall when everything's dying and you're feeling like inside your body that somehow your body's broken or you failed or you're not able to produce or be creative in the way that you want to it's like more detrimental but you have to do the work right there's no getting out of the work i've also learned that there's no running there's nowhere to run there's nowhere to hide you have to do it right. and so right now it's beautiful and so it's time to do the these for me in my world it's time to do this type of work right now yeah. it's very urgent and the need to bloom the need to like squat down and like put your roots down and like like stand up and live from your heart and just be in alignment is like it, it's the impulse to bloom is like rapid and it's at an urgent need right yeah. now. I, I feel that in my life. Perfect. Thank you. Um, anybody want to uh, add into that? Yeah. Do you need to hear something you want to add? Well, I first of all resonated with many things that you said, but realizing how blessed you are, because I realized that. Every day I have everything I need. And I'm not fighting this out there, you know. So yes, and then that coming in like with the temple, like you know, and have introspection and the luxury of um, of this time just for yourself to be able to think and reflect. And I love what you said about the beauty. You know, this time to to delve into. Painful things, but with the kind of beauty is enough. That is, that is wonderful. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Sunshine. I I want to say that what you when you basically you were saying something about being present, you know, like being right in this moment where it is beautiful, where I'm sitting is beautiful, and. I think that like, I always like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm in the moment or whatever. But like, I've never been in the moment. Like I've been in the moment for the past couple of months. And I think that that in and of itself brings a lot of like, brings all the senses together, a lot of awareness and also, you know, kind of doing some reflection, but like just trying to be as present as possible. And I really, I appreciate how you put that together. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Wendy, please. Yeah, yeah. so um, I love what you had to say. I echo the uh, Jeannie and Sunshine. I wanted to back up a little bit, though, about talk a little bit about pregnancy at this time, because I've seen some people talking about that on social media, women that are particularly concerned about their bodies, especially if they're have decided to deliver in a hospital and what that all means. So I wondered if you had a, a little more to say about that. Um, well, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm a home birth midwife and, um, and I'm not actively practicing. So from a home birth perspective, I'm like, now is the time. You guys can see what we've been talking about the whole time. Like the hospital's full of germs. You're not immune to the hospital. Go home if you're safe and healthy. Like that's, that should be a real message. Like that's a legit, scientific, honest, good answer for a lot of people. And if they, but the, the women that have to go to the hospital and they're choosing to go to the hospital, they have to, you know, they have birth with their mask. And sometimes the partner doesn't get to go with them. Sometimes they get one partner or one person. But there are, I've read lots of accounts that the woman is walking in in labor and the husband is like, please let me go, please let me go with him. And they're separating them. And she's alone and she's in the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really, they're trying to do it to keep everybody safe. Like their intention is pure and good. And there's protocols and we understand that at the same time it is... Um, lonely you're already alone and afraid when you're giving birth even if you're in a room full of people mm -hmm. and um so it's I, to pregnant women now more than ever it's time for personal responsibility it's time to really know how to keep yourself healthy it's so you have a low risk birth so you have a low interventive birth so you have if you're going to go into the hospital you know what the signs of labor are you walk in in active labor you give birth hopefully as efficient as possible you're set up you know what's going to happen when you get home. You take that baby straight home, and then you've been in quarantine or you've been in your temple long enough that you know you've got 40 days worth of food and stuff so that you don't have to go anywhere and that people are washing their hands and they're really not even coming over and disturbing you. So, like, some of the... I keep going to the word quarantine is like a perfect way to be postpartum is that type of bubble, that cocoon that women, pregnant women should be in. And like, I'm just repeating personal responsibility, knowing about labor, knowing about birth and trying to have the healthiest, most empowering birth possible and do not rely on the medical community to just be there to serve you. They're not there to serve you. They're there to just like be efficient and like save a life. Right, there are no, no no rainbows and unicorns and extra fluff fluff. Thank you. So you got to find that somewhere else. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was thinking about um, with my children, one I gave birth to and one my um, ex partner uh, gave birth to, and both experiences were in the hospital. And so I've been thinking about those experiences a lot and mm -hmm. reflecting about how that would be right now. Um, and then something else that you said um, sort of brought forward a memory. My mom has passed, but with both children, she came to the house and stayed for a month mm -hmm. <laughs> and really was a buffer between me and the baby and my husband, keeping everybody kind of away except for one ceremony that we had to have. Um, but, you know, I think, I think people can do it more on their own, even if they don't have that kind of support. It, we're being told to stay home anyway, and it's perfect for a new mother as long as everything is going well and 
Sorry, two things that resonated with me was one that um, I think it's amazing that you are giving yourself or allowing yourself to be a resource as far as being able to educate these young ladies. Um, I think that's amazing. And and, and the second thing that resonated with me um, was the point that you made about the emergent be, blooming is being emerged. I'm sorry, I just lost my thought. Pause that and take that out. But it, um, um, be, blooming is emergent right now. I think I got it right then, right? Um, because I do feel like that. I feel like I'm going somewhere fast, but because of the COVID, I'm not getting anywhere right now. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's an emergency for me to bloom, but I just can't do it. I'm not, I I can't right now because the COVID is not allowing me to. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You mean it's sort of holding you in this space that you're in? Um, Meaning that, yes, I feel, I feel um, somewhat, yes somewhat confined in being able to to bloom and to and to do all the different things that it is that I want to do because of this COVID. Absolutely. Well, yes. well you're you're still working on the front lines, so it's a little different situation, you know, than than uh, what Maria described. It's like you said, everyone's in a different situation really. Okay. Because for me, what I feel like I can bloom is because I got to be in a place where I went, where I continue to just go inward. Like I'm not going out and watching the news. I'm not physically even leaving my place. Like I'm just going inward, inward, deeper, deeper to the next layer, deeper inside. And that's where if I'm radiating from the deep in my center, it's coming out blooming. Like if I was busy and driving around and doing all my classes and doing all my stuff, I don't Really, I'm sure I would have like, ooh, a spiritual insight and an aha cool moment, but I don't think I'd get to this level of profoundness that I feel like I'm experiencing. And I think it's only because I'm being still, finding the stillness. Mm-hmm. Let's circle around back to this if we want to pick it up again after we um, touch base with sunshine. So sunshine, I'll oh, yeah. repeat the questions for you. Great to see you here. Um, okay. So Thank the question you. is: the question is, what have you learned in the in this quarantine? What has been a challenge? And then um, any message that you have from your point of view for for the listeners and viewers? Um, yeah, I sort of ended on a weird note there. <laughs> I think <laughs> those are the questions, right? You know, listen, Wendy. We know each other. I get your weird note. Okay, I got it. I feel like I'm on a delay because I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. So I'm sorry if this feels like it's coming to you from a different time. It kind of is. Uh, The thing that, that I am someone who has always tried so hard to 
take a second and be so incredibly grateful for the humans that I am close with, whether I've gotten to see them, touch them, any of that. I, um, I have an amazing circle of humans, even like people that aren't even that close to me and then they slowly trickle in and just knowing that the realization that we are all, we're all very connected. Like I've always tried to be like, I'm very grateful, but I think that this time has really given me that sense of connection because I'm not necessarily someone who is very, I'm not religious. I'm not very spiritual. I've never really had a lot of that in my life, but I definitely feel that energy and, and that feels like something that I kind of learned in this. Uh, I thought I knew, but now I feel like I know. Uh, the thing that has been most challenging for me is those people that don't know, honestly. So there's so much diversity outside of that. And my frustration is that the challenge has been to not allow that to be a part of my daily life. And I believe that I would like to believe that we're also, uh, we as humans are also intelligent and intuitive and can understand what is really going on on the planet and what it, our responsibility is. And I find it very frustrating when people can't get there I'm being as delicate as I can with this is that obvious <laughs> I mean that I'm trying not to be political I'm not trying to be it's just I, I just want to be able to give everybody all this wisdom that I think that I have and that's not so easy uh what is the third question Wendy the third, the question. third thing do you have do you have a message what is, oh what do I want that's what I want to give everyone my message is don't take any of this for granted. Don't take any of your time for granted. Any of your time in your temple, any of your time at work, any of your time, just don't take it for granted and take really good care of the people around you. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but you guys just got me. It's okay. I I think that's a really important message. Um, I think that in our so-called normal lives, we're rushing from this thing to the next thing. And what project are we working on? And how can we fit in some creative time? And is there time for friends or family? This time, yeah. we're being asked, many of us, if we're not an essential worker, to be still, like Maria <laughs> mentioned, you know, and yeah. it's. I think it's. A, it's really important. I think it's. It seems that it's been important for you. We've been in contact a lot over the last uh, several weeks, and I've seen you. I've seen I didn't, you. It, it wasn't. Go ahead. Oh, it, it wasn't my intention to. Um, bring everybody down here at the end. Uh, but I mean, 
one of the things that one one of the reasons why this is all so very present for me is that like my mother has gotten a terminal uh she has a her her lymphoma is terminal and i am very honored and blessed to be able to spend this time with her because if it wasn't if, if we weren't all in our, I keep wanting to use your like sanctuary monastery, um, uh, the word that you used as opposed to quarantine, because it is a much better way of looking at it. But this has been sort of a gift that I get to have this time with her. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, the universe. I, I'll call on you, Joy. <laughs> the universe is always working yeah. in our favor. Sorry. Even though I'm I'm so sorry about about your mom, but at the same time, yeah, you have this time with her. And you know, yes. death and dying is part of the cycle of life. We all know that, but when we're faced with it head on, it's it's emotional and challenging and can be beautiful too. So you you have this time, and I'm I'm glad for you that you do. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Christine, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Sunshine, for just laying it out there like it was and being raw and real exactly where you are. I, I feel like it anchored us. Mm-hmm. Um, and my heart thank goes out you. to you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And I, I want us to not have to ever apologize for being real with our emotions, right? No. Our emotions are beautiful. I know. It's not bringing us down, it's bringing us real. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot what Maria yeah. was talking about, too. Just the yeah. real, and merging them together, you know, with, with you know, the natural beauty going on around us with all that's rising within our bodies. And, and you're facing, you know, a terminal illness yeah. with your mom is a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I know. Well, I just I get, think if you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I think people need this realness and rawness. People need to see that the range of emotions and that people, you know, are still experiencing their lives. You know, and um, so it's. I know it's hard for you. It's it's a beautiful thing too. To really express yourself the way you're feeling. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you all had had me talk first, I probably would have been able to keep it together. But everybody in the room got me in my feels, and so mm-hmm. yeah. So there you go. And thank you all for uh, for being here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have another. Um, 15 minutes to kind of well one give sunshine some reflections so let's do that first and then or any more reflections and then we could also integrate just everybody taking in what everyone else has said and i love the different references you know back to the the monastery and giving rise so anyone else want to reflect back to sunshine maria yeah well, sunshine, I this is my first time seeing you, but I've listened to your voice a lot mm-hmm. for years in the morning. I would listen to sunshine. And so it's super exciting to be like, oh, this is sunshine. Oh, my goodness. Cool. <laughs> your face. And um, oh, and just how you're just sharing about your mom and about your life. And you're in another time. You're out in the woods. And 
Um, and you're sharing about your appreciation with your friends and your community and that you're finding um, gifts in this moment. I just appreciate that and your positivity and you're like, you're, you're a wordsmith and I enjoy, I enjoy hearing and I look forward, like you talk and I'm like, Ooh, what is she going to say? <laughs> so I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. And, and hugging you and Thank your mom you. and your whole scene and all your, your community. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Thanks. Any other reflections for sunshine? I want to, um, this is for, for whatever reason, sunshine, something that you were saying was eliciting that I, I'm going to reparagraph a meme that I saw, um, and maybe it was your delicacy of conversation earlier. Um, I'm not going to have it exactly right, but um, it, it was something about some, something saying like, freedom isn't about us having the right to do what we want, but rather use our freedom to do the right thing. Right. So yes. in, like during this time of we, we, we need each other. We really need each other. And, and we're relying on each other's sense of, uh, citizenship and responsibility and how can we support each other you know what in our social distancing in our care for each other um how can we use the freedom that we have um to do the right thing for the care of each other for our community you know locally and at large i just want to throw that out there and then i want to open this up we have another good uh 12 minutes for just integrating Christy, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, um, well, I, Sunshine, I caught your interview with Dr. Karras for the Wendy Love Edge show last mm -hmm. night. And, um, and I would love to know, or if anybody has suggestions, um, I heard him talk about, um, and, and this is one thing I don't hear a lot about, uh, it's boosting your immune system. How do we take yeah. super good care of ourselves and our loved ones? And, you know, that's the one, you know, we don't have control over like everything out there, you know, but we do have control over what we put in our bodies and how we care for ourselves. Um, and I, I uh, heard him recommend vitamin D, vitamin uh, C and zinc. Um, so I appreciate your interview, you know, with him. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, Maria or anybody else, you know, I'm just curious if there's any wisdom that you'd want to pass on or something that you feel like might be helpful. I know, you know, genie movement, you know, that's really important to move through all the emotions, regardless of whether you're experiencing isolation, um, grief, you know, or, you know, just your peace. Well, I guess you're not really needing to move <laughs> if you're in that stillness. But, um, but Maria, I would love to know, you know, if you have recommendations for immune health. Yeah. Well, I, I practice Qigong all the time. And I know that's not putting something in your body, but I, it's a, there's a specific breath that goes from the center of your body out. And that's very radiating and that boosts your immune system. And then I would second the vitamin D3 and the zinc and the vitamin C. But I like, I'm an herbal girl. So... Uh, what I've been doing is I made a tincture. I have all these plants in my garden and in my yard, but essentially they're all immune boosting herbs. They're herbs, you know, thyme, 
none of them are none of them are mysterious to you. Time, sage, uh, elderberry, uh, yarrow, uh, oregano, garlic. Uh, what's the other? Pine needle. Maybe that might surprise you. Pine needle. But then, so those all are high in vitamins, vitamin C, and they boost your immune system and keep you healthy. And they just kind of keep you like upbeat and um, going. So that's what I've been doing. When I was, I did get sick early on. And when I did get sick early on, I utilized all those and I take a bunch of cough medicine. And really, I would do a lot of steams at the time when I really was sick. I did a lot of steams, herbal steams with thyme and lavender and sage and salt. Yeah. I also want to thank you, Maria. I want to um, mention sleeping enough, like how important getting enough sleep is. And so since COVID happened, I've really taken priority to making sure I'm going to bed earlier, that I'm sleeping well, that I'm doing whatever I need to do to have a conducive night's sleep. And maybe that's not eating foods that might keep me awake longer at night. So that feels really important to me. I'm being very mindful of I was more mindful than ever of taking care of my allergies so that my lungs wouldn't act up, you know. Um, and I'm also doing the vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, and other my other little herbal things that I do, including elderberry, and, and being proactive. And then I also want to say about the importance of uh, naming your feelings, like feeling your feelings, naming them, moving into self-acceptance. If if some feelings arising that um, are uncomfortable, move your body, like Jeannie's saying, and also allow yourself to recognize that the feelings, the uncomfortable ones in particular, are pointing us to needs that aren't getting met and to remember that. And so whether the need is for figuring out how to socialize in a different way or to create new schedules, right, or to adapt to change, like you know, Tanatra is also all of a sudden having to be a teacher or, or Christy Daniels and having to be a teacher. So um, how can you name it and claim it and reframe it? All those things I think are also important to immune health. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I wanted to talk about the dancing a little bit. So um, that's something we've been doing around the house since this all started, which we weren't really doing before. And I don't know why. <laughs> we just put on the music and move around great for you in so many ways. I, I love that, Jeannie. It's like, just, you know, move your body, let the music move you and 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 stay, be in that moment, you know. Um, I think for me, that's been something that I'm really loving is getting back to the space where I'm, I'm in, in the moment and not concerned with so many different projects or things that I have to do. Um, taking care of my own body because I wasn't doing it as well as I should have been. Um, and it was clear <laughs> early on when it stopped that, uh, which for me and maybe for many people who have been trauma survivors, you know, you don't sometimes know until you stop that you, your body is actually ailing and you need to tend to it. So, um, so it's been really great to spend time doing that and think about how can I boost my immune system? How can I keep my body moving? And what can I do to tend to this and then even think about, at some point, we will be back to a life where we're leaving the house and seeing people and doing more in the community um, is my hope. Um, but really, really finally incorporating all of those routines for self-care and health and making that be a project <laughs> that doesn't get left behind. Um, mm -hmm. I've, no, I've, I've really taken note of that. Mm -hmm. 
we, you know, Joy knows that I love to cook, and and she's been she's visited my kitchen many times, my big kitchen. But I've just enjoyed the you know preparing nourishing meals. That's good for me to eat. And we we haven't been doing the COVID baking and all that, and eating all the Really come down to just appreciating good food, you know, good ingredients, no processed stuff, and um, I've, I've enjoyed that. I feel like that's been a way to contribute to uh, at least the people that I'm around to help. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to mention too. Thank you, Jeannie. That um, you're reminding me. I created a deck of pandemic cards for soul care strategies. Nice. Um, each one of these cards. Awesome. Like rest is one, and journaling, and there's cooking. Jeannie was just talking about cooking, and one of them is like embracing change, facing reality, making your bed, and. Um, so my, I'm going to be starting a Kickstarter soon so I could print many of these, but also develop an app so that people could access them just on their phone. And so there's been some oh, great. creativity yeah. happening. Yeah, I'm really excited about them. So I'd love for you to uh, share the enthusiasm as I get them out there. Yeah. Wonderful. That's great. I, Creativity's been... I will say I make, I make my bed every day now, and I didn't do that before. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's one of the cards. It's uh, like create routines while in quarantine is one of the cards. Make your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say that when you mentioned the creativity, I feel like for me, there's been these waves of creativity where I just have to paint and create. And um, I even uh, did one small painting with toilet paper um, as one of the mediums. In the paint, mixed with the acrylic uh, paint. Anyway, it's been really fun and interesting coming up with new things, things I might not have thought of before. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't know if other people feel that way too. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been creating a lot too. We have, I just want to give it a timing, like we have two minutes left. And so if you want to. Uh, Does anyone have any final thoughts tonight? We haven't heard from you in a little bit. Um, do you have any final thoughts um, on this? It's a quarantine, or the, the, I like the temple better. Should we call it the, yeah. the temple? <laughs> I like the monastery, yeah. Call it what you'd like. Um, I, I feel like, um, <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we're trying. We're trying. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a temple. I'm sorry. I don't. But I mean, anyway, that's just that's my opinion. But I just I just want people to just follow the guidelines for the CDC. You know, do the things that you're supposed to be doing so we can get over this. Well, I, get over it. I can Amen. understand, Tanatra, why your perspective would be completely different. You know. For you, it's not been a rest, really. I mean, when you take care of people and then mentally fit, you talked about self-care, joy. Mm-hmm. When you're taking care of people and you're giving people all of your all, you have to have something left for yourself. And so what I meant, Maria, by the emergent, the, it's emergent to bloom. For me, that that I, I I mean, like I'm ready to go and and do aerobics with my gym family. 
because that's how I decompress. Does that make sense? But I'm not able to because the COVID is 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 making it to where my aerobics are not available right now. So I'm kind of pouting. But but that's what I meant by that. Was that you know you you said that you feel like you're you're blossoming you're blossoming inward. Was that correct? Because you're having to sit still and 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 think about things. And I feel like I, I'm not able to, I feel, I just, I'm giving my all taking care of everybody else that my, my blooming that I want to do, I'm not able to do because COVID's not allowing me to. Yeah. I, I, and that's why right off the bat, I wanted to appreciate your work with all the veterans Thank and, as you. and as a nurse, because I've been a midwife for, and on call for 17 years. So I know what it's like to like yeah. physically give and take care of a bunch of people. And that's also what I'm reflecting of like, wow, how different our life is. If this happened to me a couple of years ago, I think I'd be kind of in your perspective, but it's happening right now. And it's like a different thing. Yeah. Right. And that's why I was saying, like, I feel so, it's like, I'm amazed by it rather than stress. And I, and I, that's why right off the bat, I'm like, man, thank you for doing what you're doing. And I hope you get the chance to work it and sweat it and be with your friends and like, bring it, girl, like get it out. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Right yeah, now, I'm going to go <laughs> well, you're, you're going from teacher at home, right? Teacher, mother, student, student, I'm student. Yes, working and, in the uh, RN, right? And then taking care of people. So, yeah, Maria, your point at the beginning that everyone is in a different situation. Yeah, right. And it's right. important that we all honor each other and understand that. Yeah. yeah. I know we can keep this conversation going, but we're all the way at the top of our hour right now. So I'm going to throw it back to Wendy. And yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here. This was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I hope that everyone stays well and uh continues to find ways to take care of yourself with our with our situation i appreciate all of your perspectives really really great um and so at the end we do a toast mm-hmm. does everybody get a cup let's see or something <laughs> all right to an edgy joyful soulful, oh, joyful edgy joyful and soulful, and soulful life all right <laughs> thank you ladies